Hello, the internet, and welcome to season 221, episode 3 of Dear Daily Zeitgeist, ah! a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It is Wednesday, January 26th, 2022, uh, which of course means, Miles, that it is uh, National Green Juice Day, National Juice Day. Peanut Brittle Day, <laughs> National Spouses Day, and Library Shelfie Day. Library <laughs> Shelfie Day. Yeah. I guess, is that like you is take a selfie by a library shelf? Yeah, or just like take a picture of your library and then post it. Okay. Yeah. It says uh, arrange your collection. Spouses oh, so just day. anything. Look, if you're in a small library oh. or maybe you're a true bibliophile, arrange your collection on a shelf and take a picture. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Nothing goes together quite like uh, green juice and peanut brittle. And <laughs> then a library shelfie. <laughs> a library shelfie. And a spouse. Mm-hmm. Love my oh, spouse. Yeah. Spouse uh, day. My spouse. Well, my name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. And I would do anything <laughs> for love, but I won't get vexed. All right. That is courtesy of Gold John Ion. He asked too soon. Maybe? Definitely too late for uh, any number of people he might have exposed to COVID. So we'll just. And I'm thrilled yeah. to be joined, as always, by my co host, Mr. Miles Gray. Oh, NFTs, 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 NFTs. <laughs> Wasted my life savings on Popeye Jones's NFTs. And shout out to me because I'm just, that's all I can do when I wake up in the middle of the night is just get inspired by half <laughs> words that will fit into a song because that's what I do in my twilight sleep. There you go. Yeah. That one, that one hit you in the middle of the night? It did. I was all like, because right. I kept thinking about Pop. I don't know. I kept, I keep laughing about Popeye Jones and this feud that I'm trying to start with him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then it all just kind of, like Paul McCartney, Mother Mary visited me and told me an <laughs> Well, we are thrilled, Miles, to be joined by a very funny comedian and activist. She's the host of the great award-winning podcast, Good Muslim, Bad Muslim, uh, Dearly Departed, but a great show. Mm -hmm. uh, the senior fellow on comedy at the Pop Culture Collab. She's written in the New York Times, wrote and performed a piece on NPR's Fresh Air. Yep. Some lady named Terry Gross. <laughs> Ter Terry Gross. I think it's gross. gross. Okay. Bruce. She listens. Anyways, she's just one of our favorite guests here on TDZ. She is the hilarious and talented Zara Norbach. Zara! What's up? Okay, you ready? Hit it. Here we go. You're fantastic and amazing, Zay Gang. What's up? <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Was that Look at all these good Muslims. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's new, Zara? How are we doing? Are we surviving? Yeah, yeah. surviving. Yeah, <laughs> always true. thinking about you as things are destabilized. Destabilized. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Remember that conversation? <laughs> I think it was one of the first, your first appearance, and I'll never forget that conversation. I'm like, right. Destabilization. <laughs> it's right, all around. Now. Civil Cold War. That's what's happening. Mm -hmm. What's going on with you? What's new? All right. So uh, my mother-in-law had two hip surgeries. Mm. I went to two funerals. 
Oh. Oh, no. And I still have my Christmas tree. I am now calling it a Valentine's tree. (laughs) (laughs) And that's just what it is. Are you... Are you like normally someone who takes it? Like, do you normally have a tree and you keep it up late, or what's going on? What's there's the tree just kind of like it's an afterthought given yeah, the many things know, we're all going through. I'm a Gemini, ADHD. I'm not so good with time as it is. Mm. And uh, in the times where I rarely leave my house and don't see people as a live performer, I'm just gonna probably have a St. Patrick's tree. Also, is what's <laughs> right. gonna happen. Yeah, we got the Cinco de Mayo tree. You guys are loving it. There's going to be a what dads and grads tree. I get it. You can there's there's always something to celebrate. <laughs> you know, the tree. for for folks out there who is who are as physical as I am, mm-hmm. it turns out that so much of our sense of like time, organization, memory is linked and logged by our physical memory and our ability to like gross motor move in the world spatially mm-hmm. and in acres, not just like around the house. Hmm. Got you. And now, and look, and I was just thinking too, it could be a Noruz tree for the, for the new year. You got it. Yeah, there's, totally. There's so we many would... things. That's actually kind of a good challenge now that I'm thinking about it. It's just to keep your tree up and always yeah. contextualize it. Well, now that you say that, I'm wondering why I don't keep it and then set it on fire and jump over it. And jump over it. Right. For the new year. Oh my God. Okay. Hell yeah. Keep that thing. Cause look, now you, now you can keep that thing till March, right? <laughs> Done. You know why else? Because it celebrates wildfire season. Right. <laughs> Best way to, to commemorate wildfire season is light a tree on fire. Yep. There you go. Yeah. And then jump over it, thus symbolizing our mastery over uh, wildfires. Is it like a good transition into Mad Max times to say that that's just my nod to the planet? Yeah. Because we're, we're not even trying to save the planet anymore. We just have just nods. acknowledging. Hey, I see you. I see you out there. (laughs) I see you, baby. Just on fire. Just letting them know we sees you. (laughs) Let me just keep recycling and then also get the new iPhone every six months. (laughs) Sorry. So we just had to do a stop down because my uh, I was only hearing like every other word. But I think I got everything that you're an arsonist and you're planning on starting a bunch of forest fires for no. uh, the new year. No, I like Arsenal and her favorite TV show is The Wire. <laughs> yeah, what's wrong what? with you? Jack, you get your ears checked out, man. Yeah. My okay. goodness. Get that, ear, get that earwax out of there. People still say that. <laughs> Destabilized ears. <laughs> my kid came home with like a real pro earwax take from school. Or like it actually keeps bugs from getting in there and it keeps you from getting sick. So I mean, yeah, to a point, but you don't want to be that person who when you right. offer your headphone to, everyone's like, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> I remember it, yo, when I used to do a lot of digital video, I worked with an editor who would like edit on his laptop and like, you know, we'd be in the field like having to just turn cuts around and get them uploaded to make those sweet digital ad bucks for our overlords. And I remember one time he's like, yeah, man, you want to check this cut out? And he took his earbud out. And I <gasps> kid you not, I it, it was so engrossed no. in wax. I, it almost like it was as if it was threading out of his ear when he was like, no, Here, no. <laughs> and he handed it to me. And I was in this impossible situation where I don't want to be like, man, don't give me that nasty shit, <laughs> like, uh, which I should have. Yeah, you would have been me, doing him a favor. See, the Japanese part of me took, you know, didn't want to like 
I got very self I got embarrassed for this person. So I said, I will take on the discomfort, but I did not yeah. put that shit in my ear. I like held it like, like very far from my ear hole. Yeah, yeah. And I think he knew what was up because nobody yeah. does that. And I was like, I'm not going to say it. But when I hand this back to you, you will see why I didn't put it in my ear. <laughs> it's like, no, they all look like that, right? They all got that yeah. little, the little like brown orange gemstone that yeah. is uh, attached at the. You got to swap microbiomes, folks. Yeah. yeah. And also right? like different, different earwax. My mom would always be like, you have American people earwax. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what does that like, mean? What the fuck does that mean? She's saying the texture is different. It's more waxy. She's like. Like wetter, American yeah, people like, have wetter earwax. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like, you know, like it's not like Japanese, like Asian earwax. I'm like, okay, <laughs> here we go. My dryer and flake here. My my boys have uh the dryer Flakers? and flake here Japanese See? earwax. Yeah. See, and I got and I got goop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does <laughs> yours taste like high fructose corn syrup? Oh yeah, of oh. course. I'm American. <laughs> all of my excretions taste like high fructose corn syrup. Mine tastes. <laughs> I'm like, glad uh, we all taste them. Have you ever tasted the thing in a box of ramen, like the no. liquidy thing, the no, little it's, packet? You just you're, drink that. That's what my the MSG is. just straight that's, up. Oh, that's how that you die. That I mean, it's it's Flavor Town, but yeah, your blood pressure, fam. Yeah, just loot all of the liquid in your body just immediately. I don't is, taste is things there for on my body. Just for the record, I just oh, wanna, well, you're missing. I don't out. taste my body. Huh? Oh, okay. All right. Well, uh, okay. Fair enough. You know. All right, Zara, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. We are talking about the fact that Biden called Steve Ducey a stupid son of a bitch. Ah! Best thing he's done as a president, as far as I can tell. So we'll we'll talk about that, whether whether that legitimized his presidency, whether this needs to be his new MO moving forward. We're going to talk about Laura Ingram's impression of Kate McKinnon's impression of Laura Ingram. (laughs) We are going to talk about Elon Musk's Neuralink. We might even talk about Rudy Giuliani's autographed 9-11 commemorative T-shirt for sale for the low, low price of $911. (laughs) Legit, like straight up, that's a real thing. All of that, plenty more. But first, Zara, we do like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history? All right. In my search history is how to shoot a dick. How to shoot. How to shoot a dick. With a gun. (laughs) Okay. How to shoot a dick. dick Just aim, right? How to shoot a dick off? Like, so, okay, apparently. Shoot an aspirin pill off a dick? What are we talking here? (laughs) Like some William Tell type stuff? I was Robo-cop, looking this up. Shoot the dick off. <laughs> oh, right. Just blow, or blow that thing away. Yeah. You would think there'd be more how-tos. And yeah. I was looking it up for a friend's, like, I'm in a writer's group. And well, I was looking it up for their script. And then I came across a whole Facebook group. Hmm. About, where this, of, of what? about shooting your dick off. What? Yeah. How, what is the confusion? Hold I on. think it's pretty straightforward. Of And this is just, you know, me being a guy thinking I know everything, but <laughs> I have a pretty clear idea of how to shoot my dick off. Wait, what? are you, is that more like, how does someone shoot their own dick off? Or you're saying, how do I, I'm interested in the act of shooting someone's dick off. How do I do that? More like, in all the ways that there is to shoot at your dick. Right. There how are does it good go ones. And bad ones. So huh. we're talking about self-owning with your 
with a firearm. Yes. Okay, got it. And you're saying you found a Facebook group of people who had blown away their phalluses with firearms? No, just a group of people who were intrigued by the idea of shooting their dick, and the guy who started it accidentally shot his own dick while doing a demonstration, (laughs) and that brought the group together even closer. (laughs) While doing a demonstration for the group? Yes. Wow. We're just talking about it, but Brett lives this stuff, man. (laughs) Damn. He's talking the talk, man, and walking it. Like, I would assume that how not to shoot a dick or how not to shoot your dick off would be the more popular search term, but... Oh, One right. would think. All, we all, <laughs> it's interesting times, you know? Then again, the easiest way to not shoot your dick is to not shoot your dick. It's to not fuck up being stupid with firearms <laughs> at all. Don't point a gun there. I feel like there's so many videos like that where, like, there are cops doing, like, demonstrations with their firearms and just hitting, like, thighing themselves constantly, trying to, like, holster their weapon or whatever. And you're like, what the fuck? You just shot a, your you shot yourself in a classroom. Like, what the fuck is this? It'd be a huge problem if cops had bigger dicks. <laughs> Fortunately. Hey, that was a lot of right. show. Hey. <laughs> I'm here all week, boss. Hey, cab in the morning. What's new, folks? <laughs> well, that's cool. I can't wait to read or see that uh movie. The whatever they're writing <laughs> the writing about. Who did that RoboCop edit where... <laughs> Summer they, of Tears. Was it Summer <laughs> of Tears? I think it was Summer of Tears. Um, have you seen that, Zara? No. There, okay, I don't know if, you, if you're familiar with RoboCop, but someone gets... Oh, yeah. D-shot in there, but there's a cut where... RoboCop, it, I know. Yeah, where they extend that out, and it becomes like a, a carnival of people getting shot in the penis. Oh, my God, that's amazing. And it's just like... And it goes for so long, you can't believe someone bothered to, like, fund this production because it's it's done very cinematically. I want to share that with my friends in this group. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They would love it. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a like a thing where people like different sketch comedy groups did a shot for shot remake. Like everybody got a different scene to do a shot for shot remake of RoboCop. And the person who was in charge of the dick shooting scene just had RoboCop just shooting so many dicks <laughs> off. By Fatal Farm, I think is that Fatal Farm, they're the yeah. best. Yeah, that's right. And I haven't thought of them. <laughs> Damn, man. I've thought yeah. about those guys in a minute. Also, really, really good. Uh, what is something you think is overrated, Zar? I'm going to say getting rid of your Christmas tree, folks. <laughs> I think I've made the case. Hold on. Yeah. You have a real one? Yes, I have a real one. I keep it, and I am keeping it until Tim Cook stops. Wow. It stops what? Putting out more iPhones? Yes. Stop it. This one has four cameras on the back now. You see? I need (laughs) that fourth one. My bad. The one that sees into my earwax. I forgot (laughs) I needed it. (laughs) Yeah, this, um, the tree thing, I definitely, I, when I used to have, like, an old tree, or a real tree, I would keep it up. Man, there are times I had that shit up until like mid-February. Okay, as a Muslim kid, how do you even get rid of it? Chop it up, you break it up, (laughs) uh, put it outside. Yeah. Yeah. Bathtub full of lye, you know. Yeah, just get rid of it. But I mean, also too, like in LA, you can, at a certain point, people just like put them on the curb and then like- Yeah, 311. 
if you're yeah, outside like, of the normal like Christmas tree pickup era or you know, week span when most people are putting it out, you can always 311 it. Yeah, but when I was a kid, that's when I would score it. Right, oh. right. Oh, that's when you would, <laughs> I would like run out and be like, we can get a Christmas tree now, mom, dad, <laughs> come on, Bubba, let's go. It's right <laughs> here. Free. It's free. Who knows how much it costs? No, they're free. You can just take it. I don't know. Seems Plus, like a it's trap. always a little waterlogged, which gets rid of the main problem with Christmas trees, which is that they dry out and cause fires. So there you go. You got it with a little garbage juice in there. Hopefully not kerosene. Did I've mentioned this before? I think on the show, but you've never seen somebody set a car on fire by putting a a Christmas tree underneath it and then setting the car the tree on fire. Oh, right, that. All right, never mind. Put that in your script. (laughs) Put that in your little script. Yeah, put that in your little skit. Uh, Why don't you put that in your little humor magazine? (laughs) <laughs> I remember I saw that in I, I was at a party at like in Santa Barbara, UCSB on, in Isla Vista. And people did that shit. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like they literally just torched that car with a tree. Was it a <laughs> like celebration of something or that was just like how nah, hard the party was going? Were, no, there's some just wild like no, project. Some, some fuck like, shit going down. Yeah. Maybe wow. they were cold. Yeah, right. <laughs> maybe the car maybe, was cold. Oh, cold. I thought you were like, maybe they were cool. Jack, have you ever thought about that? Maybe hey, they were just cool? fucking rad, okay? Yeah, man, commit our felon- felonious arson with us. Well, okay. <laughs> what is something you think is underrated? Mental health. Okay. <laughs> I'm doing great, guys. Go on, what's that mean? <laughs> well, okay, I'll bite. What is this mental health stuff? I can <laughs> you, speak of? you got me. You know, sometimes you're sad, you know, mm-hmm. and it's compounded for the planet for the people, for your friends that are passing, for, uh, you know, humanity at large. Mm-hmm. And then also just existential wondering why you're a comedian if you can't go perform without making people sick. Right. And then you just bottle it up and you shove a Christmas tree under a car and you light <laughs> it up, baby. And you've got meaning now. Yeah, that's how it works. How are you? I mean, how are you taking care? I mean, because I, I, mean, I know you're you're very on top of things like mental health and you you like to share, you know, ways to be more positive and things like that. How do you and I know you're able to articulate the angst and the emotional experience that you're having. But how do you I mean, I get that. Sure. We all got to burn a car up with a Christmas tree. Yeah. But when there the are no more arson. Christmas trees, right, right. what would you do? Which I was right about, by the way, you are. <laughs> Man, you know, it. in all seriousness, it's really hard. I cry spontaneously. Mm-hmm. I feel totally numb. And then sometimes I am overwhelmed with my own feelings. Yeah. And I've had such a hard time getting out of bed after the passing of one of my childhood friends that I had to ask different friends to call me at different times to make sure that I got out of bed. Mm. You know, come like one o'clock, two o'clock. Yeah. It's, it's just a hard, hard ass time. And I think the thing that's gotten me through it the most is that I'm in the arts and I, and I can talk about it freely like this with you here. Right. And I, and I have room for that to exist side by side with everything else that I do and I can kind of move through it. Yeah. And, and it can mean as much as I'm, as I need it to mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's so important, especially when you lose people like you come up with, because it's, it's, it creates such a hole. 
inside of you and like you know you we always envision like how our lives will be especially when it's people you grow up with, like yeah man we're gonna see this this that and the other and, and when things are cut short yeah it's it's definitely trying and yeah I, I like even you know there's there's been all kinds of loss that i've experienced too in the last year mm-hmm. and and just all many trials and tribulations but the thing that i try to you know, do at least for myself is to be able to express whatever that it is I'm feeling. Cause before that I probably wouldn't, I would just try and ignore it or say I'm fine. And then it would like manifest into me, like getting like catastrophically drunk and embarrassing myself or, you know, completely fucking up some other thing that's like disconnected. So it's mm-hmm. important yeah, to get your feelings out and shit. Sometimes I just find myself too. I'm, I'll get so emotional. I'll watch like one intro like one funny clip and i'm like it's so beautiful man like the way they, were, they synchronized the backflips with those scooters and i'm like yeah let it out, let it yeah. out. <laughs> oh man <laughs> all the dicks were blown off <laughs> you know what is a movie that is so good for grief talk about underrated jaws mm. yeah mm. for grief it is great go on because there's like the ocean you mm. know and then like in the middle of the movie, like Robert Shaw's character, I feel like just like embodies the like, I'm shoving it down. Shut up and leave me alone. Fine. <laughs> but it comes up at the end there. It's, uh, I know. And then you up. watch the monster just like eat, eat him, him in half. And it's like, yeah, one for grief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah I, I'm working through the fact that like I don't know what I'm feeling a lot of the time because mm. of like I think I think I like pin a lot of it on toxic masculinity and the fact that like when I'm feeling something it just like gets either like pushed down or like turned into anger. But I, I think that's like generally like especially like today in the modern Western world where it's just like you gotta move on, you gotta like get through Get Keep moving, work day and get moving while we're all like living through a fucking global pandemic where like our loved ones are dying. Like it's yeah, it's not it's not just toxic masculinity. It's toxic Western, you know, hustle. It's toxicity, culture, period. Whatever it yeah. Is. Yeah. When yeah. really like it should be, y'all feel like shit. Yeah. And like I right. feel like crying. Then fucking well, do that. Get your shit out. Like, you know, like it's the worst shit is to ignore what you're going through and what you're experiencing because then you're unable to like actually address your needs because you're just going to kind of be like working with this skewed perspective of what you're going through how rad would it be if it flipped and people like it was like toxic you're like why don't you crying bro <laughs> <laughs> hey man this motherfucker not crying man yeah where's your tears bitch yeah. oh wow <laughs> look at you not crying like a little bitch all right on that note let's take a quick break uh we will be right back and we're back and so joe biden was on mic did not seem like people keep referring to it as like him being caught on a hot mic, like calling somebody a son of a bitch. He was standing at a podium, <laughs> speaking into a microphone <laughs> and just saying it like he wasn't caught on a hot he mic. Yeah, he said that shit. He just <laughs> said that shit out loud like he didn't give a fuck. That's and the media trying to be like, he didn't mean that. It's like, bro, he 
He meant he that. Damn sure <laughs> meant that. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, it, it it was a very interesting moment. Uh, you know, we live in a we live in an environment where fuck Joe Biden or let's go Brandon is very <laughs> commonplace. You know, we yeah. hear this. This is how people are are articulating their distaste for the president. Mm. Did we do the like origin of let's go Brandon? Like wasn't it's from it? the NAS- like, it was from NASCAR. Yeah, did we talk about that on on this show? I know I, I heard it somewhere. I think we touched on it maybe in a trending episode, but okay. You know, essentially at a NASCAR race, they were saying "fuck Joe Biden." You know, it's like it's not like they're saying "let's, let's go, go Brandon." Brandon. Like and they're so- not. <laughs> right. You know better. Just let yeah. it. Let's let it cook. You know. You know where we're at. It's 2021. This is the U.S. of A. Um, and you know, I think those little sort of outbursts have been the little blankie that keep conservatives warm at night as they shiver in the cold reality of Donald Trump mm. not being the actual president. So right. you know, get get your jollies off. But on Monday, when Joe Biden called Peter Ducey a stupid SOB, like he was <laughs> Gabo from The Simpsons, he you thought the fucking heavens came down based on the conservative reactions. And I will play. Let me just we'll play it so everyone can hear what was going on. He was being asked, you know, what about inflation? Blah 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 blah. And Joe Biden just like the, the, the press conference was over at this point, and journalists were still trying to get one last question in. Peter Ducey's asking about inflation. Do you think inflation is a political lie? Do More inflation. What a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Wait, so this was a. What, why is he calling him a. Because Ducey's out here, he's asking, he's saying, do you think inflation. He's just trying to get him, like, sort of bring up the idea of inflation, how that is like a that's going to tank any kind of midterm uh, momentum because of inflation, you know, like, because that's that's a yeah, huge said thing. More that, inflation. Yeah, that the right, you know, the conservative media is like all oh, this inflation because of Joe Biden. Like, that's the narrative that they want to <laughs> keep moving along. Um, sure. So I think with him asking that to be like, are you like this non thing? Are you uh, scared of it? He's like stupid son of a bitch <laughs> just like he's like i'm off this this guy's but still like asking saying it to the other people in the room it was like <laughs> it yeah it was like yeah. he he kind of i don't know whatever it was the right-wing media has lost it you're seeing all kinds of takes things of like quote this is how he talks about conservative when he thinks no one is looking pay attention <laughs> okay josh holly mr send in the fucking army or no that was tom cotton the other one, but uh, Josh Hawley, who is also just a terrible uh, senator from Missouri, said, very presidential. <laughs> and then another person said, I don't care that Biden called Ducey a name. I do care that the president of the United States lacks the cognitive ability to know what to say into a microphone. That's kind of a big kind deal. of a big deal. Oh, they want to talk about cognitive ability in a president, do they? Right. But <laughs> but here's my thing. I'm like, oh, so he is your president. Right. <laughs> Aha, motherfuckers got your ass because right. um, otherwise you'd be like man see look at this trash old man fake ass president everything is like <laughs> he president it. should not act like this mm. you know oh. he's in the shower every day just being like i should have said fake ass president oh god right what I should I have said, oh, come on cernovich you got this but yeah it just so it kind of just struck me that i like that the people that challenge the very legitimacy of this presidency are using presidential decorum as like a barb to attack him. And, you know, I don't know, I guess if we're using Trump as some kind of metric for how a president should behave, then, yeah, Joe Biden is president. Yeah. So let that, let that sink <laughs> in, folks. 
And people are pulling pulling out people's responses, like responses to Trump calling someone a son of a bitch and being like, well, you didn't like it when he did it. And that's definitely true. That that just kind of highlights the people whose main argument with Trump was that he was rude and not like the white supremacy <laughs> and the right. fucking racism and all that. So the shit. worst thing, people over here being like, this guy's an ethno-nationalist wannabe fascist who's trying to destroy everything for everyone. And the conservative media is like, he's he's so foul mouthed and he doesn't know how to use a microphone. Like that's fucking bad, everyone. Like right, the comparison here is is really something else. Yeah. And yeah, a lot of people have pointed to many of Trump's quotes. And you know, Jacob Jake Tapper was like, you know, to be honest, you shouldn't be doing that shit. And that's right. true. Like if we have if we're trying to have some idea of like you know, what is what what's a an even handed leader look like? He he can he knows how to keep his mouth shut, but whatever. That I mean, this is this is Man. I think he's just merely he's having commentary on the situation he finds himself as president. That's the thing too, you know, be okay, so in communications coaching, mm-hmm. I learned that you gotta uh first identify your value system, otherwise mm-hmm. you're gonna come into conflict at every single milestone. Mm. And that is so true. Because everything is such shit right now that just hearing him say the stupid son of a bitch, like just it made me feel like everything was just a little more real. I felt like a little less gaslit by this government anyway. You know, this government that's like, we're canceling your student loans. Just kidding. kidding. You don't have to go to work. Yes, you do. You know, like Mm -hmm. we'll just change what the CDC says now, you know, to hear him actually like have some kind of reaction to just exhaustion by stupidity was like a relief for me. Mm, right. But we're so pocketed in our value systems and our news media and in the values that we judge a president by like so astronomically divided. Right. Right. Yeah. What is the temperature right now on the midterms? I mean, the uh, Democrats are going to lose. Because I'm like, you know, my buddy Jack O'Brien, he's real smart. Like, I bet, you know, he's a white guy. You guys might like him over there. (laughs) The racist ass. Oh, also, hey, what? I got to say a shout out to the Zeit Gang in Alabama. Mm. What? I met Alabama Zeit Gang homies Tori Wood up at the dog park. And I promised a shout out. Oh, really? Okay. I did, look, yeah. And look. I almost said the racist ass out. And I remembered hearing from them, hey, we're listening out there. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> you know, Zeitgang, we're internationally known, locally respected. Everybody yeah, knows yeah. that. I was but not yeah. surprised that we have Zeitgang in Alabama. I just do not like them. So I was surprised to hear you <laughs> shouting them out. Uh, no, I'm just joking. He loves them. They're all We love you. Yeah, but this is... You know, I like you're saying it's all part of the current climate that we're in. These, you know, Jen Psaki has also numerous times been like, what are you talking about, Peter? What are you saying up there, sir? Like he's been a constant bringer of nonsense. But yeah, all that to say is, uh, hey, man, I'd, I'd love to be president so I can say stuff like that. Is Peter Ducey related to Steve Ducey? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is it his boy? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will not remember which one is which. I did call him Steve Ducey up top, and that's fine. That's fine with me. I will refer to them indiscriminately. Peter, I'm sorry. Peter Peter is the kid. Steve is daddy. Steve is on right, Fox right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Peter looks 
I would be shocked if it was the other way around. Because <laughs> That's my son. Steve looks like shit. <laughs> All right. Uh, speaking of the right not knowing how to react to anything, Laura Ingram. So there was a cold open on SNL over the weekend where Kate McKinnon did a Laura Ingram impression and then through to interviews with Ted Cruz and Candace Owens, as played by Ego Woden, and Djokovic, played by Pete Davidson. And it was like, it was good. Kate McKinnon's very funny. And Laura Ingram then did her impression of Kate McKinnon's impression of her. And it just like seemed like she was doing like drunk person in improv one or something. Yeah. I mean, let's roll the tape and we can analyze it on the other side. But yes, uh, without further ado, here is Ingram's McKinnon's Ingram. The reason I like Kate McKinnon, I have so much respect for her as a talent. She's so even-handed in her political commentary, but seriously, think of all the low-hanging fruit provided by Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi, little PDB and the squad on a near-daily basis. Oh, I mean, Jesus. I think this is kind of comedy gold, don't you? No. Uh, (laughs) what I'm seeing is not comedy gold. It's also funny because they're doing like picture in picture, right? So they have Kate McKinnon's impression of her over her shoulder. Right. And then she's doing the impression. And Kate McKinnon like just kind of leans to one side like Laura Ingram does, like nailing her. And then Mm -hmm. Laura Ingram like adds all this like wobbling back and forth. Like just it, it, it's a transparently a bad impression of an impression of a good impression. I mean, one definitely one of the more meta comedy performances we've seen on broadcast television, for sure. Yeah. But she's a fucking odd one, uh, Ingram, aside from the <laughs> obvious reasons. <laughs> you know, that, is that really yeah. how she sounds? What? That's, like, no, was, that's, she, was she doing like a exaggerated was, yeah, impression affect. of herself? Oh, OK. She was doing an impression of Kate McKinnon's impression <laughs> of her. And it didn't sound anything. She just like added a whole bunch of hey, like was, drunk was, lady and like yeah, weird like dizzy cartoon dizzy person. With all the all the low hanging fruit in DC, like it's this like a like, but this Russian is the thing. doll of impressions. She's, she yeah. just has like a weird penchant for like doing these bits. Like remember when she was doing the you thing? And I legit, it Whoa. was so dry. I was like, is she is she serious or is this? Oh a my bit? god. Because it's like, who on what show? You. It was on you. And it's like, me? I said something about vaccines? No, you. And my show? And it was like this who's on first thing where Jack very quickly is like, this is a bit. And I'm like, she's so bad at this. I don't know <laughs> what she's doing ever. Like, so, <laughs> it's just part and parcel of her brain. Yeah. No, it was a written bit that they were like, so... Laura, we think we have a new angle for you. Like, you're the funny one on Fox News. Like, people people think you're a real cut up and they think you're funny. So let's go with that. And then uh, Candace Owens said she's funnier and prettier than Ego Woden. Okay. Uh, which, like, even her supporters, I, I don't, like, I looked at the comments underneath and it was funny because all her supporters were, like, went with the same, SNL still on the air? I haven't seen that yeah, in right. 25 years yeah. joke. And they, nobody was like, yeah, that's right. You are prettier and funnier. than this so. very talented comedic performer. Yeah. is Are all these people just failed improvisers and Probably. stand-ups? Is that Probably. really like, 
You know, like, did Laura Ingram try to be in the Groundlings, like, in the early 90s or something? And they're like, sorry, Laura, like, you can't keep doing your, like, these character bits. They're really offensive. She's like, what? Ugh, I, don't <laughs> I mean, it's me. either that or Toastmasters. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is Toastmasters? I just laughed. What is it? <laughs> Toastmasters is a another like nationwide pro speakers program. Mm-hmm. Got it. To boost your confidence and give you sort of like hacks on speaking, and they also have like competitions. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So it's but like it's toast, like get ready for the reps. toast at your daughter's wedding or whatever. It's like the speech and debate to improv type. Yeah. So she never got out of Toastmasters, huh? <laughs> yeah, just, I think she got kicked out probably. like that was a comedic performance that would have made like that sometimes you'll see somebody like on fox do something that you're like that would have brought down the house at like a midwestern wedding i feel like what we (laughs) just saw from laura ingram would have made everybody very fucking uncomfortable everybody would have been like which I just want her to stop. <laughs> like, yeah, that was like, happening? she had like the comedic timing of like a youth pastor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, I get, I mean, I get that you're committing and you're being like, look, I'm comfortable doing this, but it's a L immediately. Right. I'm sorry. The attempt hey, itself. Hey, Kellyanne Conway was a stand-up comic. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sure she was. Yeah. One of the greats. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back, and a writer JM out there doing the hard research so we don't have to mm-hmm. discovered that Rudy Giuliani was selling, is still selling as of this recording, autographed 9-11 themed t-shirts for $911, which is both offensive and just an incredible ripoff. Like, yeah. You could buy 911 copies of the book, But Loving Unicorn on Amazon for that much, which is actually how I just make all my purchases is kind of equating it back to But Loving Unicorn. What's But? Is that like a sort of... It's an amateur novel about the erotic tension between a handsome unicorn named Sullivan Horsepower and a a studly velociraptor named Raptor McCoy. Oh, this is sexy. Yeah, it's pretty hot. Yeah, actually, let's get... I'd rather... I honestly, I'm more interested in, what was the guy, Studley McCoy? <laughs> uh, Raptor McCoy oh, um, and Sullivan Horsepower. Sullivan Horsepower. Sullivan Horsepower, Sullivan Horsepower is a great name. Like, yeah. that, like, they took that off the discard pile at Pixar for Cars 4. Like, that's pretty fucking good. Vote him oh, for president. No. Yeah. So Sullivan Horsepower. Yeah, I'm uh, fine. What's, I, I get it. Rudy is so broke. He has to completely tarnish the memory of people who lost their lives to get his lawyer fees together yeah it was interesting because he like straight up denied the story like people that he didn't do it he was like so people were like hey this seems like it's in really poor taste and he tweeted i am not selling 9-11 shirts he said on twitter i'm not selling 9-11 shirts again and People pointed out that as he was tweeting that, and still at this moment, I believe, the link is still up. You can still buy a collectible autographed by Rudy Giuliani 9-11 20th anniversary t-shirt limited quantity blue. 
for $911 on the WABC radio store. So it's not like it's just some, you know, this is on WABC, the radio, like ABC's radio station, which he hosts his show on, like their their website is making this uh, limited time offer. Probably very limited, like by the time this episode posts, it will have been taken down. But is it still there? If we go, let's look. We just go really quickly. W. Hmm? Hmm? Is yeah, it? baby. Yeah. Get it in now, folks, while you can. Never forget. Oh, uh, they only have XL and double XL, though. So. Yeah. It's got Rudy, George W. Bush, and who is that? Is that Bloomberg? Who the fuck no, is this other guy? That guy's way too no. tall to be Bloomberg. Who the fuck? Some, some, some non-factor. But yeah, what what does he have on this radio station where they're like, yeah, man, we'll 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 buy in on this. We'll we'll let you completely bring us down with you. Like I can only imagine what that conversation is like. Hey, man, can I sell these on the website, please? Oh yeah, this was one hundred percent something that not only had to be his idea, but he had to fight for to get yeah. oh, God. on. Like yeah. But yeah, as Miles pointed out, he's pretty much broke after spending millions in legal fees. Right. Yeah. This, yeah. This has been part of uh, the many sort of acts of financial desperation we've seen from him. Cameo was probably one of my favorites. Like that's when I was like, oh, it's Cameo bad. Okay. <laughs> and, but but now I guess we're saying, oh, it's we're selling autographed 9-11 t-shirts for 9-11 bad. What? Yeah. He tried to. So. He also launched a crowdfunding campaign for the, quote, Rudy Giuliani Legal Defense Fund with a $5 million goal, and it raised 10 grand before it got taken down. Oh, oh. oh man, that man is a mess. He also launched a YouTube channel where he will teach you gender studies for some reason. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani's going to teach me gender studies? Yeah. The guy who was smearing his pee-pee in the Borat movie <laughs> is gonna is gonna be t- okay, sure, mm-hmm. Professor. What? And also doing commercials on his YouTube channel for cigars and gold coins. Yeah. Is it? Do you think that most of this money is just like folks wanting to see a train wreck? I don't think there's much money, to be honest. Like that's what <laughs> I'm surprised by. Is like because you would have expected like that is a lot of him like having the president's back on Maine for like a very popular president, a president who, uh, I don't know if you heard, got more votes than any sitting president in the history of America. But uh, there, he's got a lot of fans, Donald Trump. And Rudy was like the face of his, you know, attempt to coup the nation in the courts. And everybody's just like, nah, fuck that guy, like right away, <laughs> which is pretty remarkable. I mean, because Trump like threw him under the bus, but. You know, that is just what Donald Trump does. But it's pretty wild that he just has just been relegated to the realms of like, no, fuck that guy by every every single side at this point. Right. Well, especially too when because it's all what they do is they they got a grift. They got to be like, hey, you want my attention or you want to be part of my club where you can buy this thing. And then it'll never be the the product that they promise it is because mm. like you look at his cameo reviews. I just love how these people are so angry that like the already it was huge amounts of money. It's like over 300 bucks for him to even talk into his cell phone. 
And one review said, we would like a do-over without the pitch to go to your website or podcast. <laughs> it ruined the birthday wish. Uh, another one, he said, uh, the review is, he didn't actually mention any of the intended recipients by name. <laughs> That's the whole point of a fucking He cameo. stole your fucking money. <laughs> to do an ad for himself. Hey, it's hard to get this guy to stay on message as yeah. uh, as the Trumps learned. You know? Hey, I just want to wish you a happy birthday, you know, because the mainstream media is completely smearing me. You got to go to RudyGiuliani.com for the truth, patriots. Yeah. God bless you. It's like, what? The f okay. I guess one-tenth of a birthday wish. Also, what is leaking out of his head? That is not one, a sentence oh, no. in the cameo review, but it, you know, I'm sure. Oh, you mean his uh, scalping? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, his hairline is strong. His cameo was only up for around two weeks before he uh, embarrassed himself by inadvertently recording a video praising the activists who protested against Venezuelan businessman Alejandro Bentecourt, who happens to be one of his former clients. So that was a big no-no. I feel like, you know, JM is speculating like, what what is next if this trajectory continues like where does what is his next money making scheme like jam's guess is he's just go, gonna go door to door and let kids whip nerf products at his balls for 50 bucks a pop there's a which, good facebook group for that yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> want some how to shoot rudy giuliani in the balls with a nerf gate. <laughs> yeah. yeah i guess a, a reality show yeah, he needs he needs it because because if you're thinking right, like you need you need a check, you need a good check. Mm. You can't clearly like nickel and diamond on cameo and stuff isn't putting together the money. So he's probably looking for a deal. But at this point, every like broadcasting outlet is like, you're toxic. Get the fuck away from me. Right. Whereas. I don't know, I think like we, we need someone with like a reality show that's it would be such so humiliating to him. But when he does the math, he's like, eh, it was worth it. Right. That's good money. Like, I would root anything for love. Oh. <laughs> it just switch it over. Yeah. They're like, look, all right, meatloaf's gone. How about I would root anything for love? Yeah. Except he wouldn't have the, but I won't do that because he would do literally. <laughs> he would anything. do anything. <laughs> Yo, the real thing? You grift on 9-11 truthers. Wow. That's okay. your play, Rudy. Yeah, he you should could just be have like, his own. Uh, I know shit. None of y'all know. He should just have his own Alex Jones show on. I mean, fucking, he isn't he did. like a. Well, didn't they take him off because he was like such a liability? Because I remember when he was like on Fox News once and they were asking him about blackmail. And he just admitted that he was being blackmailed and they just like cut away yeah. because like he started to divulge too much. Right. It seemed. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He was like, yeah. that. There, there was a time, I don't know if this is the one you're referring to, where he was just like, and I could drop a lot of facts. Like, yes. mess with me. <laughs> it was basically like, I've got, I got a dead hand switch. So, right. You know, if you shoot me, everyone goes. Like, that sort of thing. Like, the thing that the Joker yells at the cops as they're like, right. You know, five snipers have their guns trained on him. All right, let's talk uh, Elon Musk real quick because his Neuralink product company is back in the news 
Okay. He, he announced towards the end of last year, 2021, that he was planning on starting human trials in 2022. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put that shit right in my brain. <laughs> Apparently, they've added a job posting for a clinical trial director. Oh, okay. Which includes be health benefits, dental, flexible time off. But seeing as the job entails convincing actual human beings to let the guy who just fucked up half a million cars and thinks aliens built the pyramids to <laughs> surgically jam a computer in your brain. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. May, probably not worth it. Yeah. Psyching, you'll let me convince you, right? Right. right. <laughs> I'm going to apply. <laughs> I need dental. Yeah. Once, once somebody pointed out that this posting was made, Black Mirror started trending on Twitter. So JM, our writer, uh, dug into like what exactly is Neuralink? Like what what's the point of it? It's a debit card, isn't it? <laughs> it's a it's like the those like credit cards that yes, Apple just Cash people out of money. <laughs> <laughs> so it was founded in 2017 by Musk and some actual neuroscientists claiming that their brain implant was going to help people with brain injuries. That was like the sort of Emma, the reason for existing. And there are like really cool ways that people are using neurology and technology to help people who have brain injuries or, you know, are disabled. But then it became clear that he was like trying to turn this into a consumer facing product that acts as, and this is a direct quote, a wizard hat for your brain. That will connect your mind to the cloud. Oh, no. Oh, my God. A wizard hat for the brain? Yeah. I'm sold. (laughs) A wizard hat for your brain. Like, that is such a fucking thing that he said out loud, being like, it's it's like a wizard hat for your brain. (laughs) I'm sorry. What does that even mean? Yeah. Is the hat the thing that bestows the powers upon your brain or huh yeah so that was earlier on in the development in 2020 uh he kept ramping them up claimed uh that there were going to be possible medical benefits including curing blindness and paralysis but also the possibility that you could one day use it to drive your tesla or even save and replay memories uh, which is literally the plot of a black mirror episode you could ultimately download them into a new body or robot body so he doesn't think small. He's like uh, eternal life is what I'm pitching here, my dude. I don't know if, you know, you go get your new Apple product, but I'm pitching eternal life over here. Go fuck yourself. Okay, that yeah. Black Mirror episode is the reason why I never got one of those apps that lets you see who follows and unfollows you. <laughs> right. We don't need to know all this. It was yeah. such a good fable. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, lesson learned. I see it. Thank totally. you, <laughs> Black Mirror. I don't need to know. Yeah. And I, I love his like boyish like idea of what the future is like or his own mortality. Where it's like, and then when this physical body rots to death, I'll just download my dumb fuckery into a robot body and continue the shit show. Yeah. He, like, seems to be acquainted with, like, a lot of the big ideas from, like, sci-fi and philosophy from, like, the past 30 years. Like, there, there is a respected 
respected ish like futurist who thought that like right within our lifetimes we'd be able to do that and he's just like a lot of people are now like that's absolute horseshit and like do you do you think that investors like they do you do you think that they're that stupid yeah yeah okay all right yeah it turns out (laughs) (laughs) turns out yeah i'm looking at it yeah yeah all right just, yeah. yeah, and oh. he he tells a good story. I mean, he is like people are like he's Tony Stark in real life. He's P.T. Barnum. Like that's what he is. He <laughs> exactly. will go down as like one of our great liars in American history, who's just like very good at telling the lie that people want to believe at that moment. Right. And he's gotten you know he's done he's done some things, but that's just based on the work of like the massive amount of you know like labor that he employs to get those like things done, like SpaceX or those yeah, other yeah, things. Yeah. But yeah, it's I mean, how I feel like these fucking I feel like right now the latest thing is like, what about all you Cybertruck uh, people who don't still don't have your fucking metal lunchbox car? Yeah, that was being promised constantly. And right, yeah, I am that seems part and parcel because I actually thought that looked cool. <laughs> you. Oh, you wanted the Cybertruck? I wanted the Cybertruck. That looks like what RoboCop should have hopped out of yeah, before blowing exactly. away all those dicks. You yeah. know what? <laughs> I'm going to have a Cybertruck for you underneath my Valentine's tree. Oh. Uh, just a little tiny one. But yeah. That's cool. Wow, come on, Jack. Be grateful. It's a gift. <laughs> God. Holy shit. I'm so sorry yeah, about no, that, Yeah, no, Zara. that's great. Whatever. No. Oh, Thank cool. You. So I just it's not you, like the real thing? I said okay. I wanted a real <laughs> It's a toy. <laughs> oh, my God, Jack. You think people would be over bullshit by now. You know what right. I mean? It's like all the respectability politic, the bullshitting, the like, you think that we'd be in a state where people would be like, say what you mean and prove it. Right. Yeah. But it's no like bad. the opposite. It's the opposite. He had me with those roof tiles that were like solar panels, like what he when he like debuted those at some Tesla thing a while back. I I think it was like eight, ten years ago. I was like, that's a great idea. And like he it was a good like presentation. Those still aren't on the market. Like those still are not really a thing that any ordinary person can get. But yeah, basically, so they the big sort of smart showmanship from this year is that they showed Neuralink being used by a monkey to play Pong using only his mind, which if you don't listen to Radiolab is pretty mind-blowing, but Radiolab's been talking about scientists doing this for like a long, a long time. That's, yeah, it's neuroscientists have been implanting BCIs very similar to Neuralink since the early 2000s. And basically, his claim is that he's going to make this, make it available to everyday Americans, which is like he's kind of getting there with the Tesla car. But even then, when he tried to do that, like the car, like he couldn't manufacture at that scale, like it just like his vision for that broke down when it came to labor laws. (laughs) I mean, yeah, like to a workforce. The second that Apple TV was able to have a remote with a chip in it so that it knows when you pause and what you pause on, you know, and it has all that data, like that's all it wanted. Like as soon as it had a remote control, then it switched up to have a chip in it. So like for a mass amount of Americans to have a brain chip, like I don't think that we're being all 1984 
wondering if it's mm, just another way to like control our lives with our brains. Right. And to yeah. just be like fully like you just become a data point uh, like fully where it's like, no, we can, I mean, we, we are actually, already we can, right. I like mean, even just... more. Yeah. The phones are bad enough. But yeah, I, I like but also the other part of it is. Is this going to be like a LASIK type procedure? Because you're talking about <laughs> implanting a fucking microchip <laughs> in your brain. Like, right. You what? just go in for it. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah I forgot like, about my skull. You definitely want to make sure that they clean it before they put it in there. Yeah, I'll clean just it. Like wow, it. we got to. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm rubbed it off on my shirt. All right. Now, put the put the nostril expanders on <laughs> so we can oh. fucking shoot this thing straight. Yeah, in his dome. total recall style. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man, that like when they pull that thing out of his brain through his nostril and total recall, I've, my brain has never been the same since then. But like so like I said up top, though, they are doing amazing shit with like neural implants and like people who True. suffered a stroke and were incapable of speech. And now they've like figured out how to like let them speak again or you know, allowing a blind woman to see letters and discern objects. Wow. Uh, but like neuroscientists who are involved in that sort of thing have been pretty critical. They're like, you're trying to take credit for work that a lot of people have been doing for a lot of years. We've been right. implanting wireless devices in monkeys since 2014. Weird brag, but like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I'm putting shit in monkeys' idiot. brains since We've been implanting wireless devices in monkeys since 2014. So don't you even try, Mr. Musk. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. You brain brain implant hipster. Like, Jesus. Excuse me. Yeah, brain brag. <laughs> and then, so the neuroscientist who founded it with him has recently been demoted. This guy, Hodak, has been demoted. And Musk is, like, taking on a bigger role because... I mean, like he the, was on the SNL. That, right. The, the, the stuff that you can accomplish with this technology that is, like, amazing is not, like, doesn't really match with Elon Musk's brand, right? Like, that, that's what always didn't make sense to me is, like, uh, an amazing cutting-edge technology that, like, solves the problems of people with, people with disabilities or at least, like, addresses the problems of people who want a part of their disability, like, uh, aided or changed is, is really cool. But like David Eagleman does a lot of really cool shit with that at Stanford. But it's like, that's not what Elon Musk does. Elon Musk like wants to promise cool futuristic shit to like everyday people, you know, like he wants to be the person who like allows you to drive your car without touching anything. You know, he doesn't he's not in it for the helping people like, walk <laughs> who weren't able to walk before. Like that just doesn't fit. <laughs> no, never, no. I always knew it was ridiculous, but when you frame it so plainly, it's right. really sad. Yeah, no. We I fix mean, cars. You can drive in them, same size and uh, same disturbance, but uh, you don't yeah. have to touch anything. You can be on your phone. Jam thinks this is going to be. It's not going to be a scary dystopian technology. It's all about like replacing video game controllers. <laughs> like right. VR helmets so that you can just like close your eyes and have a VR experience. So the Pentagon is like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> Run on, that back. hold on. Wait a <laughs> Last month, Elon Musk did an interview with the Babylon Bee, oh. which, yeah, the website that's like the onion, if it wasn't funny and run by right wing hacks. Mm -hmm. But Elon Musk is a fan, not surprisingly. 
Oh. And so he did an interview with, with them and specifically hyped Neuralink as a virtual reality alternative to the metaverse. So again, the metaverse, the most underwhelming like new tech development like I think we've ever seen as right. a, as an America. Like mm. it, nobody's ever been like, all right, everybody, get ready. And then like the thing they're revealing is something that was like old seven years ago. <laughs> but that that <laughs> like even even with the segue when people are like, this is gonna change everything, like it would have if people if it didn't look so stupid and people were willing to adopt it as much as they wanted them to. But like, right, right, right. It, it's not like it was like, all right, everybody, like get ready. And then the thing they were like revealing was the escalator. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Side note, Babylon B, Babylon, Middle East. That's Muslim mm. claiming it, creeping Sharia, tally. Yeah, there it is. Got to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I found my way. <laughs> Anyways, fuck Elon Musk is the yeah. moral of the story. Well, Zara, as always, truly, truly a pleasure having you on TDZ. Such a pleasure to be here. <laughs> And you are throwing your hands up in victory, which I, I appreciate. And a peck stretch. <laughs> okay. Get it out, yeah. Where can people find you and follow you? Yo, I'm putting up some workshops. You can come work with me, folks. Uh, they're going to be up everywhere that you can follow me at Zara Comedy. Zara, Z-A-H-R-A, comedy.com. Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, Saturday nights. I've got different workshops going on in stand-up solo and uh, what's that other one I do? Storytelling. <laughs> and, oh, just storytelling. Just storytelling. Language of the human soul. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Just that. Brain brag. <laughs> uh, is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Yes, there is. And I'm glad you asked, Jack. Okay. Here it is. My favorite tweet comes last night via The Guardian. Oh. Fight Club gets a new ending in China and the authorities win. Oh, yeah. That's, Did you see you this? Actually, yes. It's so wild how the <laughs> it's, it, it just ends with a card. It's just a card that says, oh. with, with typing in white font, through the clue provided by Tyler, the police rapidly figured out the whole plan. And arrested all criminals, successfully preventing the bomb from exploding after the trial. Tyler was sent to lunatic asylum receiving psychological treatment. He was discharged from the hospital in 2012. The end. It's done. 2012. He's out, Tyler. Wow. That, I mean, that's a better ending, right? That's pretty good. <laughs> that's that's, wrapped ending. it all up there. That's pretty good. You don't see them looking out the window with the buildings exploding. It's just, and boom. Hey, right. Tyler went to jail, but he's out. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, where do they cut it off? Like, do they even reveal that he? Yeah, I guess because Tyler and yeah, they yeah they cut it off. But as a as a the explosions Iranian... are cut out. That's what happens. Like the explosions. Right. Yeah, you don't end, see. You don't what you don't get to see Marla and and you know Ed Norton be like wow what happened as a as an wow, Iranian who's buildings are cute familiar with the uh, soft war weaponry. <laughs> I appreciate this efficiency. You know, in the United States, we go all out with our fake endings and our Disney history. Mm -hmm. We really give it a lot of money, millions and millions of dollars. And this this is just this is fast. It's yeah. clear. Just and it's lop it right off. Memeable. Boom. Beautiful. 
Uh, Miles, where can people find you? What's the tweet you've been enjoying? Find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. And also, if you like reality shows like 90 Day or Married at First Sight, check out 420 Day Fiance with myself and Sophia Alexandra. Uh, some tweets I like. First one's from Molly Lambert, at Molly Lambert, the Valley homie, tweeted, we've got to be so close to an Entourage reboot. And <laughs> I feel like it's so it would be so terrible because the show like can't exist anymore, but feasible because the lack of creativity from people just like green lighting projects. You'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's check back in with the boys. See yeah, there's got to be up. like a mathematical equation that's related to both like how popular the show was and how little the cast is currently doing like right. elsewhere in their career. And I feel like that ticks the boxes. And then another one is from Ben Collins, uh, who is at one underscore and then an underscore. Very clever tweet. He just tweeted, not sure what to even say. And he's basically quote tweeting Cheryl Hines, who she came out with a, a statement where she said, my husband's opinions are not a reflection of my own. While we love each other, we differ, we differ on many current issues. And in his quote tweet, he said, here's Cheryl Hines commenting on her husband RFK Jr.'s comparison between anti-vaxxers and Jews in World War II. Cheryl Hines replies to this and said, I assure you that's not what I was commenting on. <laughs> and he's like, huh? And then someone else quote tweets her replies and he's like, you know, we can see the replies that you know this, right? Because someone said in another like another tweet, they they tagged her in and said, you need to make a statement. And she said the other thing of like, while we love each other, we differ on many other topics. And then Cheryl Hines says, yeah, I know you can see. So you can see what I'm replying to, right? Nothing about World War II. And he's like, when do you think the Holocaust happened? Like, what is this? And then she posted some other thing today that was like, you know, he, I, that, what, he what he said is like uh, absolutely unacceptable. We're not even unacceptable. It just basically said, yeah, I'm fine with him fucking like being flippant about the Holocaust. That's why our marriage works. Right. Is what it seemed yeah, yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Power couple. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Power cuckold. There you go. Let's see. Some tweets I've been enjoying. Heartbreaker, B-R-E-C-H-E-R, tweeted, catch me in the CVS buying an ungodly amount of Valentine's candy and chocolate and saying it's for my classroom. Uh, <laughs> it's just a good life hack. That's well what done. I will be doing this year. Oh, and then Ginny Hogan just asked, is TV getting better or is literally every, doing literally anything else getting worse? <laughs> Which is something you got to ask yourself. <laughs> deep, deep thoughts. You can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. And we have a Facebook fan page and a website, DailyZeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Footnotes. We link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode, as well as a song that we think you might enjoy. Miles, what song do we think people might enjoy? Uh, we're gonna go out on this like dancey disco track that I just heard. Like the an algorithm just said, "Hey, check this track out. You might like it." Uh, by a group called Candido, and the track is called Thousand Fingered Man," <laughs> and it's just got it's just a really danceable track. I know, yeah, eyebrows are raised when you hear the <laughs> Thousand Fingered Man." But it's actually a, a fun track. So uh, mm-hmm. weird title aside, just, you know, let's, let's put, put the honey in your hips and just let it move you side to side. Eyebrows were raised, put down, and raised again repeatedly mm-hmm. when I heard that. Mm-hmm. What fool Eugene Levy on that. There it is. All right. Well, the Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, 
wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That is going to do it for us this morning, but we're back this afternoon to tell you what is trending. And we'll talk to you all then. Bye. Bye. Brain brag.